in extreme pain. I've driven with a broken arm before. Fucking stupid cunts didn't believe me when I rang them. <laughs> I rang Graham and said... But now, I wouldn't have believed you either. I said, you have to come and get me. <clears throat> my arm is I broken. I have broken my wrist. And he went to me, you don't sound like you've broken your wrist. <laughs> and hung up. How does one sound when they've broken the wrist? Apparently, they ring and go like this. <laughs> ah! I'm opening your strawberries. Open them. Um, oh, we're not allowed to eat. Oh, they, they probably need a wash. Are we not allowed to eat? Why are we not allowed to eat? Because Collie gives out. Oh, yeah, no, they need a wash. They're at the back of the fridge. I oh, will wash them later. We'll have them when this is over because I can't eat currently. Just make sure they're not mouldy. I eat them. No, they smell good. I put one of them and they were gone off and it was devastating. When? Morning. In the morning I went to make breakfast and I was like, oh, I have strawberries. And fucking blue mould all over them. Anyway, welcome to episode mm-hmm. 41. Yep. What? I think, yeah. 40, 41. Is it 41? 41, 41, 41. Uh, 42 is my favourite number because of uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Is it 41? Yeah, because episode 40 you put on, you did. Why? <sighs> yeah. Oh, I keep thinking it's like 42. I don't know. <coughs> we're we're flip, both sick. Philadelphia. So there's going to be a lot of like gross noises. Just yeah, FYI. We're, we're both very sick. And we both Sarah's have been tested for COVID. We're okay. Sarah's currently deaf in one ear. I am deaf. In a... It's not a good time. Oh, Jesus, driving me bananas. I know. I don't know how deaf people, like, do this. Well, they're born that way. No, but <laughs> some people aren't born that way. I know, but, like, I presume when and you go deaf, go it's deaf. different than this. Is it? It's different than, like, oh, because <laughs> good just whacks in it. Like, <laughs> I just can't don't you, know how to do you, it. When, no one's, deaf people are listening to this, so we're Yeah, okay. we absolutely <laughs> can use that, and I hope if anybody... Fuck deaf people. No, no, fuck them. <laughs> I now understand the perils of... I don't, are I you feeling their pain, are you? But, like, <laughs> honest to God... You need to get something done with those ears. Every time I go to somebody, they're like, actually, you know what? This podcast is turning into like once a week we talk about something. <laughs> That's wrong with yeah, Sarah we're, Jane. We're middle-aged women. This is what's um, But every time I go to a doctor about them, they're like, oh, because the hole in your eardrums can't do anything. Like, but you just put the holes there. Oh God. So what? You're just meant to fucking suffer through this bullshit for the next yeah. however long. I get ear infections all the time. I'm actually so used to them. I don't it's even take worse. anything for the pain. There's not more than your Because I'm a martyr. You are a martyr. I'm a martyr. I'm a true God Catholic. I love you. God protect I'm a true you and keep you. Catholic. I don't believe in it, <laughs> but I've suffered so much in my life. It's so true. when I get it's to the pearly gates, holy God They're going to be like, let her through. Let her in. Just let her in. Let her in. She's a martyr <laughs> for the cause. <laughs> Anyhow. Happy Easter. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. Not he is. Love. What's the song? He is. Here now. <laughs> There's more religion in the cat than there he is. He has risen from I'm bad the dead I, oh, and he sorry. is God. Lord. I don't think they're the words. <laughs> I actually didn't even know what song you were talking about so I'm just as bad. Uh, Easter is over now. It's gone. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye Easter. Holy Jesus. Came back. What happens after he came back? Me and Graham were trying to figure this out today. Came I was like, back. don't Google it. Tell me what happens. He came back. Where does he go? On the mountain. Does he just leave then? <laughs> I don't know. He, so when he was crucified, they put him in the tomb. Yeah. And then the next then day, he somebody... Go, didn't he just go back up to heaven? No, but the next day they went into the tomb and they were like, he's not in there. Right off. Fuck easy. The shroud, the famous shroud Can now. I Google what happened to him? No, we're not allowed to Google. I can't remember. Um, I thought, because I know he comes out of the tomb and he's like... Does he come out of the tomb? Yeah, he's dis- or he disappears. So he's he disappears. He- they go they're into like the gone. tomb and they're like, he's gone. And they've got this, like, the gauze that he was wrapped in. Remember that yeah, like, yeah, famous yeah. gauze that shred, has yeah. a picture of his face from all the blood on it? Nonsense. Nonsense. 
Bullshit. Um, I don't know where he went. And then the next day, I hope he went somewhere and was like, fuck this shit. I am finished with this nonsense. And one of them is like, he'll be back. And then the other one, which is the Downton Thomas fella, is like, no, we won't be back. You know way more about this than I do. I take back what I said about you. I don't the That's where that saying comes from. Oh, you're a Downton Thomas. I did not know this. Because one of the apostles was like, he's fucking he's, gone. He's gone. Let him he go. He did. Can I he, not Google where he went? No, after we've figured, okay. after we've had a guess. Because I want to know, right? Did he go back up to heaven? I don't, did he go to heaven? Did he go up to see his dad? Yeah. Is God his dad or is Joseph his dad? God is his dad, but Jesus is also God. Huh? Yeah, and Jesus and God are also the Holy Spirit, the three are one, and Joseph is his stepdad. So what? So what happened was, <laughs> I saw? Joseph and Mary had sex, and then everyone was like, you can't tell anybody you had sex. And she was like, oh, uh, the baby came out of heaven. Why? But they were married. Yeah, but no, but why? why couldn't they? So why was it a big deal? So why was it a big deal then? Why did she have to pretend? I don't know. Because in the Protestant either. religion, it, like, she gets pregnant from being yeah. duffed. Do you know not, why? It's not the immaculate... Common sense. It's not the immaculate conception. No, she's like, that woman had sex and had a baby. Yeah. But in the Catholic religion, I they're like, no one for, touched her. I wouldn't feel bad for Joseph. He is kind of, plays second she's fiddle. just trying his best. But he plays second fiddle to everything. Imagine being like, I am Joseph and this is Mary, but I am, like, I have this kid, but God is his dad. But he's also God. And the Holy Spirit. Where did he go? Where did he go? Can I not Google it? Now you can Google it because we haven't gotten any closer to the truth. Okay. So what will I Google? Uh, Where did Jesus go? <laughs> In your heart. Where, where, did, where did Jesus, Jesus go, go after he reappeared? When he let go of the tomb. <laughs> when he came out of the tomb. When he got out of the tomb. Okay, let's figure it out, lads. Now, Jesus said... <clears throat> Where did Jesus go after leaving the tomb? The Gospel of Luke describes Jesus ascending to heaven at a location near Bethany. In the Gospel of Matthew, an angel appeared to Mary Magdalene at the empty tomb, telling her that Jesus is not there because he's been raised from the dead and instructing her to tell the other followers to go to Galilee. So yeah, he was raised from... So he goes to Galilee. She goes to Galilee. Hold on. There's because more. there's a big dinner with him. So that's the last supper. That's before. No, no, no. There's another dinner. But he's already gone to heaven. No, he hasn't gone to heaven yet. He's been raised from the dead. Oh, telling her that Jesus is not there because he's raised, raised from the dead and telling her to go to... This is a long story. He tells her to go to Galilee. He exalted... According to the New Testament writings, he's first born and blah, 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 blah whatever. Uh, what the fuck? He was riding Mary Magdalene, wasn't he? I think he was... He saved her or whatever, but people say he did. I don't know. Do you know none of this is real? Saved her with his dick? What? what? <laughs> We're going straight to hell. <laughs> did you see that girl on TikTok having an absolute meltdown? She's in university and uh, she had to quote the Bible. In her in her essay, yeah, but she was doing the bibliography in the Bible, and she was having a meltdown because she was like, "I have to quote the Bible, but I don't fucking know who wrote it, so I can't say who the author is." And she's having like um, like she had her period, so she's oh. just like sobbing into the camera, <laughs> like I don't know who wrote it. Does that make sense? <laughs> like that make sense? How do you quote it then? I don't know. Do you I just never, put the Bible? I presume you just put the Bible, or do you put the book? The book of Matthew, the, the book, book of, of... Yeah, but she was like, I don't know who wrote the Bible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never had to quote the Bible in this. So Imagine if um, the Bible was written now and all of these like hippy-dippy names were the... Because you know, like back in the day, Joseph, Mark, Philip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the apostles' names. Yeah. Judas. <laughs> that one. Um, the Sleeveen. Yeah, that Sleeveen <laughs> um was written out and they were like, Tobias! Yeah. India! Yeah. The Book of India! <laughs> um, I've never read the Bible, so 
The Book know. of Zendaya. That's a great action name. That is, that a, is a good name. name. Here's the thing about me and Zendaya. Go on. I don't know what she does. I don't know what she does. She's actress. Is she? Yeah. But is she not something else as well? What do you mean? Is she not like a singer or something and then became an actress? No, she was in Disney. She was in a Disney. Oh. She's Disney kid. Because I was like, her, I'm like, what do you do? She didn't. And in the Disney shows. I don't think I've ever seen her on anything. She used to watch. A, uh, Leon or Nikita, one of them used to watch. I don't know which one. Used to watch a show where she was a spy. And it was oh. a Disney. And the whole family were spies. Spies like us. It wasn't spies like us. That's what I'm calling it. It was. That's spies in disguise. Spies in disguise. Yeah, because no. every time I see um, her, I, see, I don't think. I think the thing is, I've never seen her in anything. Spy Family One Hundred One or something. I'm making all this up. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so she was a, and she was in like Disney shows. Ah, and what's really, I think, important. She's uh, gorgeous. Um, and she's quite. I think she's quite like. Is she a good actress? I watched her in that movie with um Denzel Washington's son. Oh yeah, and I didn't pay any attention to her. Why? Because. Denzel Washington's son was in it. Oh. Um, no, she's very good in it. Um, she's quite a good actress. And she's good in the Spider-Man movies. Oh, she's in the Spider-Man movies? Yeah, the new oh, ones. I haven't seen, I haven't she's really good friends to that man that jumps around a lot. That wants to be a serious actor now. That's in Spider-Man. That is Spider-Man. Tom Sum. Oh. People just scream at this I podcast. Have, I don't watch any of these movies, so I'm going to fucking um, blue. I'm very old. Yeah, so she is actually, she's very good. Do you know um, what, Sandia? Good for you. Best um, of luck in your life. And I like her name. She's in that other movie that I've never watched. The one with the lady with the beard and they sing. Look at, cause here I come. I have no idea. The she's greatest been- show on earth. Oh, this is well, me this is you this that. is a load of bollocks no, I'm not this is me because he's a melt anyway that fellow in that movie is he you, a man I, in that movie well I tell you what who's a melt yeah. I tell you who's a who's secret a homosexual Hammy <laughs> <laughs> you know it who am I going to say what's his name I can never remember his name the guy who plays Wolverine you you, you Jackman Jackman um, he's or Jack also, he's, also, he's also friends with the Trumps don't let me forget that Hugh Jackman he's friends with Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner and they go out and have cushy little meals together and hang out and are BFF and then he's on fucking the new, on TV being like just spread love what the fuck are you talking about your friends are the fucking Trumps fuck Hugh Jackman is he actually friends with them or does he's, he like no, he's go good, to the same gym as no him? he's good friends with the with Ivanka and that Jesus. fucking toad that she's married to he is the definition of he's a, a Nazi member he is a penis that man Kushner he's, he's just gross um, I was actually did you watch that documentary on Netflix about the college admission scandal no. uh, they get a dig in on Kushner because he went to Yale but he didn't have the grades to get into Yale and the guy doing the documentary was like it's very common for wealthy people and people in power to pay for their kids to get into universities Ivy League education in America and he was like take Jared Kushner for example he was like he had nowhere near the amount of grades or extracurricular activities that he needed to get in but his dad was like it an elite businessman and just paid for him to go to university. So how much did he pay? Like three million dollars. And they got him in. Yeah. Everybody knew it. And that's how he got into university. So he like donated. Donate. They donate and they do it in this way where but they how like. how is that? How? Like I, I'm, I'm sorry but like. It's I'm, completely illegal. Because it's like you. I couldn't do that here. No. It's, it's all illegal. It, it's, on the CAO. You, it's it like, is literally based on. But you see we don't have the same elitism when it comes to universities. Like obviously there's Trinity and stuff like that or whatever. But you still have to get grades to get into Trinity. And you can still get into Trinity if your family aren't wealthy. 
Yeah. You can go to Trinity. I have, I know so many people from Body Farmer that have gone to Trinity through the like program that they have. I know this one girl and she is phenomenal. Um, comes from like a really difficult background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredibly difficult yeah. background. But that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's based on your education and what you can learn. And even if you don't get a massive amount of points and you're leaving cert, there's still ways and means to get in through learning, not through my daddy. Through hard work. My daddy can buy a wing of the college. Like, but that's, that college admission scans was crazy because, uh, what's her name? Uh, you're one that's in Desperate Housewives. I'm William H. Macy's wife. Oh, Felicity yeah. Huffman. The guy who organised this entire thing told them that their daughter's grades weren't good enough for her to get into this university and they were. He completely lied. <gasps> so they, they shouldn't have done what they'd done anyway. They were wrong. But like, he was like, your kid's not going to get in here. Her grades are terrible. And then when it all came out, the people in the college were like, your child would have 100% got in here. Her grades were perfect. How did it come out? <clears throat> because, oh, this one guy kind of folded the FBI had an idea that it was going on, but they couldn't catch him. But there's this one guy that kind of folded because they put him under pressure and he brought down everybody. Everybody. And the, the house of cards. And the guy who did it, the second the FBI turned up, he just folded and was like, put a wire on me, I'll get everybody that I've, I've done it for. He no. just, oh my God, within minutes he was like, yeah, okay, just put a wire on me. Rats. Rat and rat on everybody. But like, the amount of money that, they, that he was making out of it was fucking crazy. Like, your kid your kid is not oh and he was like doing this thing where uh, people were getting in on sports scholarships this was a massive thing so like rowing and badminton and these dumb sports that nobody plays but he was photoshopping these people's kids heads onto the bodies of athletes and sending it to the university he's been like yeah this is her a picture at a meet she was doing like a, a badminton meet this is her and it was her head photoshopped onto a picture what? I was like what? it was comical what they were doing and did the, did the colleges know see the colleges say they didn't and even at the end the colleges refused to speak to the, to the people making the documentary and were like you can only get into the college based on blah 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 everyone knows that's bullshit everybody knows that bullshit but he was he was organised he had a massive he didn't make millions off it he did an organisation so they did him for money laundering as well because uh. he was doing all that shit but um, he's out and about he's not in jail he didn't do any time? He's not done any time yet because he hasn't been charged. They said it could be a couple of years before he's actually charged because there's so many people involved and they're getting all the people involved before they get him because he's getting them all the people. So they're not putting him in jail. America is crazy. Yeah. America is... The shit that goes on in that country is nuts. Yeah. But like also, these people are getting like put in jail for 20 days and then they're out and no one cares and they're off having rich parties and laughing about it. Like, they don't care. What's that one that that one from uh, House of No? Oh, the I can't think of her name. She was in Full House. Full House. Yeah, like ugh, that shit. Like even girls that went to school with the two of them were like when they both got into. I think it was I can't remember if it was USC they got into or something. It was NYU. And um, the two, their friend, like girls that went to the university with them or or school with them, were like, how the fuck did they get in there? But they, she knew, apparently those two was, girls knew. But she was on YouTube. Saying. Saying, I hate school. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I just want to quit school and go. And then all of a sudden she's in one of the most prestigious colleges in the world. Yeah. And everyone's like, how the fuck? But he, the dad, because do you know how she got caught? No. Um, the school counsellor in their school got a, a letter from the college being like, oh, we just need information on her. Because he said she did some sport. Just need information on the sport and the college admissions guy or the school admissions guy was like, she never did this sport. 
she was, he, he was like, what are you talking about? She didn't do this. So he got wind and then rang the parents and were like, your daughter, I'm have to get a letter from this college about your daughter. Your daughter doesn't do the sport. <gasps> and the dad went down to the school and threatened him. And basically was like, shut your fucking mouth. What? Yeah. He, went, he said he came down and he like threatened me. And I was like, you're lying. This is not real. This is not true. And there are people losing spaces in universities that your daughters should not be going to because they don't have the grades or the merit to go there. The dad came down and like threatened him. He's like a billionaire fucking um, uh, fashion designer. Mmm. Came down to school and fucking threatened your man. Like they're, they're just like... That's trash. Trash, trash. People. They're trash. trash people. And you see all these videos of these girls and guys who didn't get their spots in these colleges and worked so hard and were like not sleeping and stressing themselves out didn't even have like a proper school life or experience because they all they wanted to do was go to these universities Stages and they get colleges. turned down because these fuckers are being paid to go there like insane and then these little bit fuckers go to the college and they don't do anything they just sit there doing coke and drinking all the time because they don't have How to how do they pass college I'm then? sure that's paid as well like like, America is insane like the level of corruption in the United States is beyond what I could possibly understand yeah and everything is status and prestige yes. and what you have and I was listening to Conan no I was listening to uh, yeah I was listening to Conan O'Brien today and he had Adam McKay on it and Adam McKay, McKay was saying that America has changed so drastically because in the 1970s in America if you acted like you had money everybody hated you they were like you were seen as like a fucking douchebag. You didn't talk about money. You didn't mention money. You didn't show off. You didn't do those things. And if you did, everybody hated you. And he was like, in the like late 80s, early 90s, there was a shift and it became a thing where you talked about how much money you had yeah. constantly. And he was like, it's the most gauche thing in the world. And everybody thinks it's gauche, but nobody says it because everybody wants to be rich. But he was like, that's what's happened. Like in the shift from like the late 70s to like up. Now in America, it's like money, 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 money. How much money do you have? What do you do? What that car thing do as you well, drive? Like, what house do you have? That thing of being asked, what do you do? What do you do? I hate when someone asks yeah, me that. Yeah, like it's a weird question. I would, to be perfectly honest with you, what do you do? Like, what's your job? It's not a question I would ask somebody for a long time. I, like if I'm having, if I meet someone, I'm chatting to them like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Like I don't go, where do you work? That the question doesn't come up for a long ass time. But in the States, apparently, it's like. It's an opener. It's an opener. Yeah, it's an opener. What do you do? What do you do? What do you care? Yeah. Why do you care what I do? Um, Like, it's bizarre. But that's because there's, like, shift of, like, your job or your... What you do being the thing that defines you. Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's your life. Like, it's... And I always find... I always find it so odd. What I do is just pay the fucking bills. Literally. And I always find it so odd that it's all a very American thing is this idea of having a side hustle. Yeah. Or like three jobs. Three jobs. And you're like, and I want to say to them, that's not normal. No, that's like. That's, and it's normal to them. Yeah. They're like, I have gone to my third job. What? Why are you not able to live? What has happened? But it's completely normalized. And that's how capitalism works in that country. It's like, you have to have, they're like, young boy shovels shit at four o'clock in the morning and minus four so he can afford insulin. And it's like a happy story. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not a thing that, that should That thing be as well of like, I always, when you see, when we've been in America and you see like old age pensioners working in like Can't deal with CVS it. Can't and deal with it. like those uh, Costco's yeah. and Sweeping because floors. they're just, they need, they need um, health, health insurance. insurance. I can't deal with it. I'm like, oh it's, no. That was like a massive culture shock for me the first time yes. I went to the States when we walked into, it was CVS, I think. CVS. And, and it was, was like a 75 year old man and he was like, 
chatting to us. It was so and, nice. But we were there very early. I remember yeah, it was like was half five in the yeah, morning. he was lovely. Like. We were not drunk. No. Um, he was such a nice man, but I, the entire time I was like, why are you not at home retired? Yeah, why aren't you home? Why are you it's here? It's such a culture shock for me. Like, that's one thing that I was like, oof, this is very odd and I don't But understand. it's so, because I have a guy that works for me, an American guy, and he just moved from the States like he transferred jobs into yeah. this job that he now does with me and he is obsessed with money really oh yeah and he's just like to me he's like a middle class dude he's obsessed like with, money. with making money or with making money how he can hold on to it what everybody has how much money they've earned like how much stocks they've got vested like I couldn't give a fuck um anyway how was your week <clears throat> my week was very boring what day is it, Sarah? It is Tuesday. Tuesday. It's very boring. One of the girls I work with got me an Easter egg today, which was really nice. Oh, what you get you? Uh, a a Freddo one. And there was Ooh, loads yeah. of little Freddo heads on the bottom, chocolate heads. Really? Yeah, they're delicious. Um, and then nothing else has happened. Uh, I have done nothing. Bought some stuff. What you buy? Just stuff for my house. Oh. Super shit for my room that I don't need. And that's all I did. Oh. Because that's our life now. Well... Do you know what? Have you got any housekeeping? Housekeeping? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The poster. Um, we put the poster up on Etsy, the 84 Cunts poster, and we only have nine left, I think. Eight. Eight. Sorry. We have eight left, which is amazing. Everybody that's bought one, thank you so much. Um, we've bought the envelopes and we're going to work on getting them out. I think we're kind of just, we're going to start it this week when we get a chance. Um, but thank you so much to everybody who's supported. We've made an amount of money, but we just have to check what it is after postage and hacking. I think so, it's over like 600 quid. I know, but I don't know what's going to be after postage and hacking. So we'll, um, we'll figure that one out. And then... It's probably more than that, actually. No, I think it's only 600 and something as far as the last time I checked. No, no idea. Um, but yes, thank you very, 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 very much to everybody that bought when you're all so kind and so generous. Yeah, no, you guys are amazing. Fucking and unreal. it's going to go to such a good cause. Um, um, and what we're going to do, as we were saying, <clears throat> is that when we're sending the money to the Rape Crisis Network, we're going to like record ourselves or do like an Instagram live just to, so everybody can see that we're doing it. So we're not ripping these off. So we're not just. Do going, people do that? Oh my God, yes. Absolutely, that happens constantly. Really? Oh, all the time. And especially people, uh, I won't mention any names. Um, influencers. Influencers uh, saying they're going to release merch and getting like the pictures done and getting like people then pre, they do pre-sales and people buy it and then they never release the merch. Huh? God. It happens quite a bit, like where people setting up fake. Now listen, GoFundMe's are always... Needed, especially in countries that have well, health insurance. People who do the GoFundMe's, um, when they're fake, the GoFundMe people uh, take the tend money. to find out. Yeah, they tend to find out, but there they do. There was a couple that said that they helped this homeless person. No? Yeah, there's this couple in America and they said that they met this homeless, homeless guy gave them back like their wedding ring or something. And the whole thing was like... Oh, was that fake? Yeah, and then they were like, it's gone to court. Like, um, Fuck off, was that fake? I think the, the homeless guy bit was true, but I don't think they gave him all the money. The money, no. Holy shit, I didn't know that. I think they bought him like, or bought like leased a, a, like an apartment and I think they spent all the money on themselves. Oh no, that's so awful. Why would you do that? Yeah. But yeah, like, shit like that happens all the time. And then people just shut down websites and stuff like that as soon as they've done it. Yeah, the internet's. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. 
Like this this website I was going to buy off last week. For the life of me, I can't remember the the name of it now, but it had this book stand that I wanted. And it was way cheaper than in other places. And I was like, I don't trust this. So I Googled the name of the website and I couldn't find anything. But then I found the contact email at the bottom of the page. And I Googled the contact email and it's fraud. Completely fake. Oh, People were like saying like, this is the email address. And they were like, we buy stuff. And then nothing comes. You email them. There's no answer. Because the email's not real. You can't call them. So like, it, it, I'm surprised it doesn't happen constantly. When we were getting new seal who's my doggy um this uh we got like a woman that messaged us that was like fraud oh really yeah because they're like people that sell dogs and obviously i had been like looking for a dog yeah so she obviously was like watching those types of yeah, websites yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and i messaged you she messaged me and she was so it was so obvious from the minute i had a conversation with her i was, was like real. this is a scam yeah she was like, sent me this picture of a dog and I just did a reverse search of it. And I was like, this dog's That's on Google. so stupid. Like, people are and she was like, send me the money. Send me half the money now. And I was like... No. And then she sent me her PayPal. So she was... I was like... Then I said to Graham, I'm just going to have a bit of fun. So then I was like, okay, yeah, send me your PayPal. Send me pictures of the dog. Oh yeah, we'd really love the dog. Like, Oh my God. And then she sent me, she sent me her PayPal... And obviously her PayPal was like her email address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just searched her email address and found her on Facebook. That's and then so I um, messaged her on Facebook and screenshot that, screenshot everything and was like, I'm going to send this to the guys. Uh, like, this Fuck is you. illegal. Yeah. You're like... Complete fraud. But yeah. that's like the, the fraud they do on Daft, which is actually awful. They These people put up fake ads on Daft and they're like, uh, my name is blah, blah, blah and I live out of the country and uh, this is the apartment. I won't be able to meet you to give you the keys because I live out of the country. But if you go up to the apartment, there's a box on the corner of the apartment. I'll put the keys in there. You can get in. Just send me a deposit on a first month's rent. And people do that. And then they turn up to the apartment. Well, the why would you do that? Because immediately it's like, how did you put the keys in there? <sighs> but the person in the apartment answers the door and is like, this is my house. And you've got like two grand in your pocket. And apparently it happens loads to students. Aww. Now I found one of those ads when I was looking for this place. Did you? Mm-hmm. I found I found one and uh, I remember being like what the fuck is this and it was I it looked odd she was because I emailed the guy and I was like hey blah, blah. and he was like oh yeah I live in wherever and I won't be able to meet you and I was like so I googled the idea of what it was and, and then an ad came up in the Irish Times and was like this is fraud this is sc- they're taking thousands off people stop frauding people yeah lads life is hard enough um <sighs> right are you ready I'm ready tell me your story here I'm just gonna move this over I'm, get, I'm getting comfy for my story you won't be able to. They won't be able to hear you. Williams Wish Wellingtons. Remember that show? What? Williams Wish Wellingtons. William. Oh, I do remember yeah, that. That was good. Catherine used to watch that. What else is your favourite? What like what else? Oh, I think this is a good segment. Uh, Pottsworth and then uh, what you call it? Uh, the fucking one that Colin did the song of. The raccoons. <gasps> I loved the raccoons so much. Fucking loved it. I love the Beetlejuice cartoon. That was great. Beetle guys. Beetle, Beetle Let's bring Graham and see what uh, this was. Fuck off. Yeah, let's see what he's going to say. We'll ask Colin to come in and tell me, tell us his. Colin! Hello. Hello. Hey. Here, do you know when you were a kid growing up? Yep. What was your favourite, like, TV cartoon? Is this on the podcast? No, no, we're just doing a like, we're trying to f- remember I, them I from when we were kids. Don't I don't, don't Yeah, we're just trying to remember them from when we were kids. Well, I don't believe you. Ah, Graham. Graham, come on. What was your favourite cartoon? Ah, no, I need to know. Will you text it to me? Uh, Will you text it? 
<laughs> Graham Leddy. Is he gone? No. Graham. <laughs> um, I used to watch so many fucking cartoons. Yeah, my I loved um, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Oh, that was a good one. That was my I liked the ones with the dinosaurs that were robots. What was that? I don't know. Call them, I'll know. Uh, but like, I hated like, um, like Power Rangers. I fucking hated Power I Rangers. Liked Power Rangers. Did you? He Only for about two years. Loved them. I my brother was obsessed with them. Ever tell you about the year which he got the best Christmas present ever? No. We moved to my granddad's house. Yeah. And my dad was living abroad. Yeah. So I think to make up for it, they just were like, Here's all, all these toys, shit. yeah. Um, and me and Richie both got bikes. Aww. And Richie got a white Power Rangers costume. <gasps> was he over the moon? Was he over the moon? I came down at... It must have been like quarter six in the morning. And he was out. <laughs> on his bike. <laughs> in, in his Power Rangers costume. Aww. With not, not underneath it. And it was white. At the time of his life. And he had his mask on and he couldn't see where he was going. So he hit the path that came off it. <laughs> Um, but he's just got up and down the road all day long and it's like white parent and I was like Richie he was like what and best like, day of his life your testicles must be inside of your body oh, yeah. do you remember that cartoon it was on T.G. Cahar and it was uh, fucking it was called Angela Anaconda yes that was a great cartoon it was that was so good and then there was Bully Bully Bully, bully. Oh, do you remember the babies? Yeah, remember the babies? That used to drink the milk yeah. in the, and they used to go to the bar and drink yeah. the milk. But that was on the Irish channel. It was. Um, and I used to watch it and they'd be Colin, like, they're drinking a bonny. Colin was doing That was the only Irish thing I knew. Oh, Colin was doing Spongebob and Irish the other day. So <laughs> fucking funny. Like, Colin! Colin! He has to come do Spongebob and Irish for me. Come as a cartoon, Patrick. I'm just going to hear favourite like cartoon as a kid growing up favourite cartoon as a kid was Transformers uh, I oh, loved yeah. Transformers I loved uh, Transformers Thundercats He-Man oh Thundercats, oh, Thundercats. yeah Transformers Thundercats He-Man there's another glaring one the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah yes, uh, yes. I loved all the, the, the kind of the, like Silverhawks I don't remember uh, that G.I. Joe oh no um, I'm a real fucking oh the the, You're a real the Wild West Cowboys of Mumesa I loved that <laughs> do, you, do you remember Pottsworth Pottsworth, you had these. No, that's not. It's real. I showed Sarah. English cartoons. No, they were, that's an American. You had these like Shane Meadows cartoons. No. <laughs> Pottsworth's a drug addict, and this is why the him and his children are the, the bodies of children he's murdered, and they're all going into. Um, do you need more MMI in your life? Well, if you do, head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Murder Most Irish, where we have tons of extra features, including two exclusive mini podcasts MMI Drive and MMI Behind the Music plus all the outtakes you can't hear on the regular show all this for just 6 euros over at www.patreon.com forward slash Murder Most Irish we're going to do this story now Jason Corbett was born in February 1976 he was a twin and he was said to be a loud vivacious and brash and he spent his summers in Spanish Point with a large Irish family his twin brother Wayne said you would hear him before you would see him and at 27 years old, Jason married his, like, first love, Aww. Margaret Fitzpatrick. 
They were said to be mad about each other. And Max, Max and Jason set about making a life for themselves. They had two children, Jack and Sarah, and they were very much settled and felt like that their family was complete and referred to their children as a proper little set. They called their children like princess and prince because they had like a boy and a girl. Yeah. In 2006, Margaret had an asthma attack. Oh shit. She was asthmatic all her life. She woke Jason through the night and said she felt wheezy and he got a nebulizer and called an ambulance. She got progressively worse and was taken into hospital and he was told to follow on because they had two little babies at home so yeah. he couldn't go with her. After he'd sorted out getting the children <clears throat> out of the house and minded, when he arrived at the hospital he was told that his wife had died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Oh, dude. He was 30 years old. His oldest child was two oh, and his youngest child was 12 weeks old. Oh my God, what the fuck? So the two-year-old son called Jack and a 12-year-old daughter called Sarah. Fuck. A year and a half later, 25-year-old Molly Martins answered an ad for an au pair role in Limerick, Ireland. Jason needed help with the children whilst he was working and on March 2008, she arrived in Ireland to start her new role. She was said to have gotten off the plane like a pageant queen. So two friends of Jason's went to pick her up. And they said she was a right. <laughs> Some of the... So, oh, I got my information from like CNN, 48 Hours, uh, <clears throat> the Irish Times. And then like, that was really it. The rest of the stuff was kind of all... It's just all a bit like tabloidy um, but Jason and his family are like proper Limerick people alright okay like all his sisters are like round women and yeah. give you their opinion and yeah, 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 yeah. like true Irish women yeah. and his wife seemed to be very like that too his wife that has that he was widowed, widowed for and all of her friends were very similar. Okay. And so this one lady and her husband went and picked up this, went to pick up Molly. And she said that she remarked to her husband when she got off the plane that this was the last thing Jason needed because she was like, there was nothing about her that felt like she was an au pair. Okay. <clears throat> she said she got off the plane with big bouncy curly hair, a face full of makeup, cowboy boots, a fur collared jacket, and she kind of just was like, this is like, like a 25-year-old. It's like you at the <laughs> A 25-year-old, I think she kind of, she got the impression that Molly kind of probably had a, ideas above her station, shall we Okay, say. okay, okay. Um, Jason needed help with the children while he was working. And when she got off the plane... It said that she was a pageant queen. Friends of Jason commented on her appearance and wondered if it was the right move for Jason. Molly Martins had grown up in North Carolina and she had bounced around from, for quite some time. She dropped out of college. She never really held a job. She had a boyfriend in uh, North Carolina that she left, but apparently was still going out with when she arrived in Ireland. In Ireland, okay. Uh, a fiance, sorry, not a boyfriend. Oh, wow. A fiance. She never told anyone about him. In oh. Ireland, she just like essentially got on a plane and kind of never saw him again. Rocked up to Ireland, like, yeah. hey, yeah. She saw the Limerick au pair role as a fresh start, and her family all said that she loved tr- children and they thought it was a great idea. Okay. So her own family were like, she was great with children. She had uncles that were like, she would babysit our kids. Like, she loved kids, and we thought that this could potentially be a career. Okay. But, like, here's the thing an au pair 
It's like free labour. Yeah, it's hard, man. I don't know how people do that. Like, I don't know how people become more pairs. Fair fucks to them, but like, Jesus Christ. No. I could she, never do. She immediately got on well with Jason and really bonded with the children. And they adored her. And by all accounts, Jason's friends and family said he was starting to bounce back. Molly and Jason's relationship changed when they went on a family holiday and Molly came along. The family all said that there was a noticeable difference in him. Um, and they had began dating. So they began dating somewhere in between this two year time frame. And in February 2010, on Valentine's night, Jason asked Molly to marry him. Oh, So, like, she arrived in 2008, and by 2010, she's engaged to be married. All right, whilst already being engaged to be married. Yes. Okay. Now, that other gentleman wrote a book. Oh. Prior to this gentleman. Okay. Like, so before all of what I'm about to tell you happened. He wrote a book. He wrote a book about her and his relationship. What? Because apparently she was, she suffered from like mental health issues. And so did he, but she never saw any treatment for it. And he said that she would like be quite difficult to read. She would be quite difficult to be around, that she would spend a lot of time in bed. She would spend really long periods of time in the bat. She would be on the bathroom floor crying oh, quite a God. bit. And she was diagnosed with uh, depression, but her family like refused to talk about it. Ugh. So, February 2010, on Valentine's night, Jason asked Molly to marry him in a small bistro in Limerick. Molly was over the moon and she immediately began planning her wedding in the States. Jason and Molly also planned to permanently move back to the States. Mm. And his family were supportive of the wedding and the plans to leave Ireland. And Jason was able to transfer his role from his Irish company to the same company, but in America. And they started a life in an idyllic setting in a big house with all the American trimmings. Jason's family commented that once they arrived, so they left and set up their like family home. Yep. And then we're like, right now we're going to plan our wedding. Yep. They started to plan their wedding and apparently she turned into like a different human being. Okay. So apparently the wedding started to be planned and she like, like what that other gentleman was talking about, she like regressed back into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Jason's family arrived, they said that Molly had appeared to be like a completely different person than the one that they had gotten to know in Ireland. She was said to be controlling and angry. She stayed in bed for many days coming up to the wedding. She didn't socialize with the family. She complained about being unwell. And she said she had headaches as to not to see Jason's family. But then at the wedding, one of the bridesmaids told Jason's sister, Tracy, a story of how Molly had apparently met Jason. She said that Molly said she was friends with Margaret and had helped her through cancer treatment. She bonded with the children and helped them through their grief of losing their mother from cancer. Molly's a filthy liar. Molly is a filthy liar. And what a weird thing to lie about. What a horrible thing to lie about. This set off alarm bells for Jason's friends and family and especially Jason's best man, Paul Dillon. He asked him not to go through with the wedding. He said that he was miserable and he was the most unhappy happily married or to be married man he'd ever met oh no and he said that the two of them could just leave there and then um and they'd get on a plane and then tracy would look after getting like everything settled in the kids home yeah but jason said that he'd made a commitment and he wanted to see it through molly's family say that it was a dream wedding and she was happy and content to be marrying jason 
that they settled into family life. Molly got a job as a part-time swim instructor and Jason was working in the packaging solutions role that he had in Ireland, but now based in America. Molly spent most of her time with the children and seemed content to be the mother that they needed. Now, she asked Jason if she could legally adopt the children and become their mother, but Jason refused. And he refused... And it's not known if he told her this, but he told his sister Tracy that he refused on the basis of like that story alone. He was like, he just couldn't in good, good conscious, conscience, conscience let her adopt his Let kids. her adopt knowing that he stayed with <clears throat> Four years into the marriage, Jason started to talk about moving home. He wasn't happy. He said Molly, Molly was acting oddly. His kids at this point called Molly mum. Oh, God. And after the wedding, he had all intentions of letting her legally adopt his children. But after the story she had made up came out, he told his sister now it was not the right thing to do. And he said he had issues of trust and he could not in good conscience let her have full rights to his children. Late July 2015, Jason told his family he was planning to come home and Molly would not be coming with him. Oh, he was leaving her. Yeah. Fuck. On August 2nd, 2015, the police were called by Thomas Martins to the Jason's home. Mm-hmm. Molly's, d- cl- Molly's dad claiming that Jason was abusive to Molly and claimed, this, this is what he said on the 911 call, I may have killed him. Jason was hit a minimum of 10 times with a bat and a brick and Martins claimed it was self-defense. Tom said, or Tom said when he arrived that day to see his daughter and stay over that Jason was drunk and abusive but that they all went to bed that night as normal at some point through the night Sarah their youngest daughter woke up from a nightmare and Molly said this sent Jason into a rage and that he became angry and abusive for being woken up Tom is awoken in the downstairs guest room from a noise upstairs And he immediately, for some reason, thinks it's an intruder. So he grabs a metal baseball bat that he had bought for Jack as a present called the Little Slugger and um, headed upstairs. As Tom arrives upstairs, he says Jason is now choking Molly. And when he sees Tom, he turns around and puts his left arm over her neck and faces Tom and says, I'm going to kill her if you come any closer. Tom says he saw his daughter being threatened, so his instincts kicked in and he swings the bat and hits Jason in the head. He swings the bat again and Jason stops it and pushes Tom on the floor. He says, Tom wears glasses. He says his glasses come off and he starts scrambling for them. He thinks Jason is going to kill him, But with that, Molly grabs a brick that's on their bedside locker. (laughs) Of course it is. And begins hitting Jason over the head. Do you not have a bedside brick? Like a paving brick. Do you not have a bedside paving brick? Listen. I do not. It's all the rage. (laughs) Tom begins beating him with the bat over and over again. Tom calls 911 for an ambulance. He says, you need to get over here quickly. I've beaten my son-in-law. He's in bad shape. I may have killed him. An ambulance is dispatched and the police are dispatched. And um, what's the person on the end of the phone from the the emergency response? 
then goes through how to give um, mount to mount. And she does that with Molly. And okay. that's recorded too. And Molly is saying, I'm, I'm certified. I just don't know. How, I can't remember how to do it. And yeah. she's like panicking. Police and Molly, or Molly and Tom are arrested. And Jason is pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, dude. Molly is taken into custody with Jason's blood all over her face, head and hands. Tom and Molly both give the exact same statement in custody. There's no difference. Word for word. They both say the exact same thing. She says her neck and throat are sore from being strangled. And you can watch the footage. I watched the footage. It's all recorded. They're both photographed whilst in custody. And neither of them have a single mark of defense or wound on them. Molly is wearing like a really... um, like small tennis bracelet that she always wore and it's still intact so there's nothing to show struggle there's not even like they were saying it's a tiny little red no i mean like tiny red mark like a blemish yeah on the center of her neck and she keeps saying like that my neck is sore and so they take photos but i will say like she obviously felt like she was in a safe space because the person that's interviewing her says to her this is clearly self-defense, but if you haven't legally adopted those kids, they're probably not going to, you're probably not going to get to keep them. You're not going to get to keep them, yeah. But like, obviously this is self-defense, so you're not going to be like, essentially you're not going to be prosecuted. But she has like a meltdown about the kids in the... That she's not going to get to keep the kids? Yeah. And she does ask, she's like, what's going to happen to the kids? What's going to happen to my kids? Um, Tom is covered in a sweat-stained t-shirt, but like zero marks. Nothing. Like nothing. And Tom is also, it's it's worth note, noting, Tom is an, a retired FBI agent of 39 years. Fuck off. So, and his response in the interview is like the stuff that, when someone is claiming self-defense, he says all the right things. Bang yes, on. of course. He's a so he's like, I, my intent was not to kill him. My intent, my intent was to stop the uh, threat. Oh. And when I thought the threat was subsided, that's when I stopped hitting him. Oh, so he had it all down pat. He yeah. knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, so Tracy, Jason's sister, gets a phone call to let her know her brother is dead, but he, she's unable to get a hold of anybody in Molly's family. Oh, no. Tracy was named as legal guardian of Jason's children after their ma- after their mother Mags died and Molly was not their adoptive mother so she's no rights to Sarah and Jack. So she didn't think about that before this. We'll get into that. Okay. Previous to Jason's mother murder, Molly had gone to an attorney about access to the children. If she divorced Jason. Okay. So she was like if I divorce Jason, what rights like do I have? what rights do I have? And he was like none, but if you say he was like abusive didn't say that but he was like is there a reason why you're divorcing him and so she starts to play this like rainy long game so she starts to record their arguments and he doesn't know oh my god but the recordings of the arguments are like really odd because they don't paint her in like they almost paint her in a worse light because she's like gaslighting them yeah of course so like in the arguments there's one argument where the, she's She's, he's come in from work and they've all had dinner yeah. and she's setting the table up for breakfast for the next morning and he's like I want to have dinner I want to have dinner with my family and she's just like pretending like she can't hear him so she's like talking to the children and he's like stop ignoring me like and he like loses it and he yeah. does sound like terrifying and then their little girl Sarah is like stop fighting 
Um, Jesus. But yeah, it's... Bizarre. So anyway, she had gone to an attorney about access to the children if she divorced Jason. She also begins to secretly record his their arguments. Molly never told anyone in her close circle that she was having marital or abusive problems with Jason. But after his murder, she starts to tell some friends that Jason was abusive physically and sexually and verbally. She said he was controlling, that he called her names. And Tom in the police interviews said that he was not happy how Jason spoke to his daughter. But nothing about physical abuse. Okay. Her brother says that their relationship was tense at times and that Jason would be verbally abusive and would swear. But this is all being said after his murder and nothing is reported at the terms of their marriage. And no one says, like, no one comes forward to say that, like, Jason's, like, known to, like, fly off the handle or that he's, like, no prior. witnessed something. No one's witnessed anything. She has, like, no marks on her body. She has a bruise on her arm here that the investigator, when she's being interviewed, is like, what's that from? And she's like, oh, that's when he grabbed me before. And, um, but he's never been reported at all. Okay. And he was, he had to do a medical and work two weeks previous to that and he did say that he was under a great amount of stress. But he's clearly planning to leave this girl. That's because he's trying to get out of his marriage. Um, and move back to fucking Ireland after building a life in the States. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jason's family deny any of these allegations. And four days after Jason was murdered, Sarah and Jack are interviewed by social workers. These are recorded and you can watch them too. Jack says he is there because his dad died and his auntie is trying to take him away from his mum. Sarah so- says, my mum didn't want my dad to wake up because that would have been bad. It would have been a bad thing. Jack explains the odd presence of the brick in this interview, saying it was raining and they had planned to paint it, so to stop it getting wet, my mum brought it brought them in. The social worker asked both kids if their daddy physically hurt them hurt hurt mum. They both say Jason was abusive to their mum, and this is how they say it. So Jack says, once or twice, but no description of events. He says it was just punching and hitting and pushing. Jesus. But he doesn't say when they happened or like what yeah. happened. Tracy says that it was all fed to the kids by Molly and Molly's family before they went in through these. And Jack has since told reporters and relatives that he was coached by Molly and her family before they went in for the interviews. Oh shit. So he said that as they were driving to the interviews, Molly was saying... This is what you have to say. Molly was saying, they're going to take you away from me and you're not going to see me. Like, your daddy was bad and he did these things to me. Um, And then to Sarah, she was saying these things and then saying, because Sarah, she was saying to Sarah, just tell the truth. And then like telling you And then telling her what the truth is. Yeah. Yeah. The children were removed and given to Tracy and a custody battle went on for like 16 days after Jason's death. Tracy is given full custody and she immediately leaves with Sarah and Jack. Yeah. So she immediately leaves the country, goes back to Ireland and sets up like therapy and counselling for them. Good woman. Um, And when they return, Molly tries to contact them constantly. She's on social media. She's like trying to get people in like Limerick to like go to their house and like give them messages to say that she still loves them. But nothing happens. They're not, like, convicted. They're they're literally, like, they're told that this is self-defense and that they've gotten off with it. But unbeknownst to them, there is a murder investigation going on. Going on in the background. 
So nine months later, after Jack recanted his testimony and said it was all made up by Molly, Molly and Tom hear nothing from authorities and they're certain that the case will be ruled as self-defence. Tracy looks for a full autopsy on Jason and the cause of death is noted as blunt force trauma. It's also noted in his autopsy that he had like medication and alcohol in his system that would have meant that he would like have been like asleep it would have been near impossible for him to be oh he would have been out yeah oh my god they fucking attacked him in the bed so Jason's cause of death is known as blunt force trauma and he's he had so many contusions the coroner could not give a definitive number as to how many times he was hit because he was repeatedly hit in the exact same spot over and over again on his head but they reckon he was hit hit a minimum of 12 times but the fact that he was hit in the exact same spot he wasn't moving says that he wasn't moving he also has one defensive wound on his right arm and no defensive wounds on his left arm which is different than the story that your story because he said that he was holding her with his left arm um on January 2016, Tom and Molly are charged with second degree murder. Both of them are shocked. And on July 2017, the trial starts. The DA was confident that the state would prove intent with malice. Jason's, this is quite graphic. Trigger warning. Jason's skull was crushed and he was hit so many times in the one spot that his scalp had been ripped from his hair. Like his hair and his scalp had been Fuck. ripped from his skull. Uh, the cornerstone of the prosecution was that if the events happened as they described, how both parties got out without a single mark on them, the blood spatter evidence fully supported this as all of the blood appeared to have been risen from the beaten. Yeah. So all of the blood spatter was like... Coming up. Coming upwards. Yeah. There was also like a massive amount of blood in the bed and a massive amount of blood on the floor. So it looked like they like kind of started there and then and moved. Um... The and it so the beating that happened when someone was lying on the ground and bed, and that Tom stood over Jason, still swinging whilst he lay on the ground. Tom took the stand. He was their star witness. The dad. Yeah. This guy's a fucking FBI agent yeah. for thirty nine years. Like, Tom took the stand and said he felt Jason would kill him and his daughter. Molly did not testify and no evidence of abuse was entered into the evidence, nor was the video footage. So, like, there was no evidence that any abuse happened, so it was never mentioned in the court case. Oh. And the only thing Tom said is that he didn't really like how he, uh, Jason spoke to his daughter, but that he didn't villainize him. Isn't that weird? So you yeah. think that the, that would be the thing that they would do, self-defense? Yeah. And, like, she was being abused, so she snapped and he... Yes, they were like, no, it was just this, like, one incident. But also, I think the judge was like, you like you can't actually raise that because, like, there's no proof there's of it. There's no happened. proof of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nor was the video evidence that the kids gave. Oh, okay. So, none of that was, none put, of that in. was put in. And nor was the recanting of it by of Jack. statement, okay. Tom said he hit him until he went down. He said he did not feel he went any further than that. But, like, dude... The autopsy. Like, you clearly did. And the guy, the prosecution, like, the guy who prosecuted the case for the district attorney was 
he he to like get the point across in his closing argument he had the bat and he was like so I'm gonna he was like it, it in the video you couldn't hear you couldn't see it you could just hear it he was like whacking it off the ground and he did it like 12 times and he was like that feels like you would know if you swung it 12 times Jesus and especially if the person was not moving um, and he was like he got upset he got upset in the interview really yeah he was like what they did to him no one deserves to have no. done and he was like in his like that was cold blood sir they did that in cold blood yeah after nine days the jury deliberated for just three hours they came back with a guilty of second degree murder and Molly turned to her mother and said "They should. I should have just let him kill me Ugh, whatever, Molly. After the trial ended, the foreman of the jury gave an interview outside the courtroom and said the following. That they all knew from the conversations they had before they deliberated, so they did not discuss it in the deliberations, and that the private conversations they had led, they had had, led them to the verdict, that they just voted and the verdict was unanimous. That's illegal. How could he say that outside the court? Like, I mean, like, within, an, like, the, it was, like, read out. Then all the jury came out and then the media were like, can you say something? And he See, said this. this is how cases get retried and then... Oh, no! Now the defence is looking to have the verdict thrown out based on jury misconduct. Oh. The judge has rejected it. Okay. But the appellate court just overruled it. Fuck. And Tom Martin and Molly are now going to go to trial again for the same case. Oh, dude, they're getting off. And they want the evidence of the children in the social worker's office saying what happened. But he revoked a statement. He they don't want that to be added because they said that that wasn't done in the proper circumstances because he did it in Ireland. Yo, they fucking killed that man. They drugged him and beat him to death. Tom Martin paid out a wrongful death suit to Jason's children in civil court, but he has not admitted any wrongdoing. So he said it was in self-defense, but I owe you this. I like. I admit that you should get this money uh, because I killed your father. This is insane. Um, and it's now going to go to court again. Oh, they're getting off. They're a hundred percent. His off. sister Tracy has written a book. But she wrote a book because they literally like just besmirched his name. Like they literally were oh, just like... Oh, they dragged, dragged him, dragged him through, him the, through mud. the mud. Um, and then on top of that, what's other, what's important to note is that his bags were packed. Oh, they, they she, she was said to her dad, so what, I don't want, I don't want him to take the children. And the dad was like, well, let's just beat him to death. What they think happened is that she he told them that night I'm going and he waited till the dad was there so that she would have somebody yeah. and then this decision was made because even when Sarah wakes up they said that Sarah woke up because she had a nightmare but they reckon that Sarah woke up because she, she heard, heard what it. was going on and like Sarah I think is nine at this point she's like a kid yeah. I don't even think she's nine I think she's seven yeah because she was only 12 weeks when when yeah. the mother died yeah um and yeah, it's going to be retried. The cases now they're going. Oh, to be they're in, getting off. 100%. They're going to be in prison until it's retried. They drugged him, and they beat him to death in that bed, and then dragged him out of the bed and continued to beat him. 
Yeah. Like the fact that she was like, oh, this large block here that I just And also, he was a big yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, was he, was he a big man? Oh, he was a big man. And that, uh, her father was like, no, he was very slender, yeah, very thin. Yeah, yeah. Um, His dad was, or her dad was obviously like, listen, I was in the FBI for 39 years. We'll get away with this. I'll, I'll know what to say. I'll know what to do. I'll call the police and be like, I think I'm after killing him, but it was in defense. It was in self-defense. So you beat a man over the head with a baseball bat. While he was lying on the ground. Yeah. Continuously. So his two children are like... And his... Ch- and orphans. Their, and their two kids are in the fucking bedroom. And their mom's died from a fucking asthma attack. And now their dad's been murdered in cold yeah. blood. And their entire life's been dragged across the media. Yeah. I have never heard this. Have you not? Never. I have ne- I can't believe I've never heard this. Yeah. I think maybe because it happened in America. But I remember it's all over the news here. What's his name? James... Jason... Jason Cor- Corbett. I'm going to look at it. I need to look at him. Um, oh, we sold another poster. Thank you. <laughs> I just got it. Um, I well done, dude. That was really well told. It's a I, really short story. No, but I genuinely have never heard that before. Twists and turns. It's just really sad because it's like his wife died, and then he's murdered. Well, now here's what I will say, right? Here's what I will say. Don't have sex with the help. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh my god! Killers of Jason Corbett may be freed on bail tomorrow as they consider manslaughter plea bargain. That was just today, five hours ago. There you go. Well, they all, I, I can't say they 100% did it, but they 100% did it. There was moments today where I was writing it, where I was like, did she do it? I think she asked her dad to do it. I and then I was like, maybe she was being abused. Or she did it and he took most of the blame, which is a lot of the time what parents do. With like cases like that, you know, where the way I'm listening to a podcast about at the moment, I can't remember what it's called, I got the name of it, about a woman who shot and killed her husband and rang the police and was like I'm after murdering my husband I killed my husband and uh, the police came she just went to trial admitted to it she said I'm guilty I did it blah 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 blah. and now his family are after discovering that they they don't think she did it they think her son did it and she just covered for him and apparently that happens a lot was she being abused by him? no the son didn't like the dad the stepdad and I think the stepdad and the son got into a fight and the son shot him. I'm, only, I'm not finished it yet. The son shot him, but she took the fucking blame. She took the fall. Like OJ. And like, like she, OJ. what's really sad is that his, the guy who was murdered, his family were like, hated her. They were like, we absolutely hate her. We can't believe she did this, but we can't believe she did it. And then one of the nieces is a lawyer and started looking into it and was like, oh my God, I don't think she did this. I think it was the son. So now I'm only I'm only like three episodes in, but I'm waiting to see what happens. But what's it called? I'll get the name of it. I can't remember right now. One of the girls, one of the guys on the podcast was saying like people don't understand how frequently this happens. The parents take the fall for their children. Wouldn't be ours. Like away you go, chill there now. You fucked up. Bye bye. That's why you should never have children. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I always say like my mom always said this to me. She was like, if you do anything wrong, call the guards. I'm like, that's fair enough. Yeah. Like, I know my mom would. If I did something in the morning, if I robbed a shop in the morning, my mom would be like, because my mother couldn't deal with it. My mother would have to call the guards. I think my mom and dad try to help me out. No, my mother would call the guards. I think my dad, I think if I did something and I was going away or like, so I think my dad probably would be like, I'll, I'll take the fall. My mom would. If my dad ever takes the fall now, it's unrecorded. Yeah. Do um, you want me to kill that guy? I think that, that goes to show you the level of like unconditional love you have for a child, but also what the fuck are you teaching your child? To be like... The whole thing what is just like... It's messed up, man. It's messed like, up. What, like, they were, like, her dad's in the FBI. Her dad's 
a 39 year old yeah, veteran uh and retired and then like How you don't stupid. have you're not the legal guardian of these children you are never going to get these kids like you were just not going to get these kids so that that makes me think that maybe something did happen like maybe he was like i'm leaving i'm out yeah and then it all a fight, kicked off a fight kicked off but like that as, but then on top of that like he's over. not he has no defensive wounds yeah and he has some very little and they have none and not only that he beat him with a metal baseball steel baseball bat tw- over 12 times like two t- two of those and you're down like I've seen those bats those little bats yeah. like two of those and you are down and the fact and that she they, hit him with the brick yeah and the fact repeating. that they were like he had enough medication in his body for him not to be awake yeah that's like where there's nothing and the fact that that girl is a pathological liar yeah like she's a pathological liar you know what the best thing to do is not have kids I don't even think it's the kids that caused it. No, I mean, she don't... He's his kid, like the dad's kid. I'm like, Like, you raised a little shithead. She was 25 when she arrived. He was what, at that point, 30... Yeah. 31, 32? And like the fact, the manner in which he lost his wife. Clearly he was lonely. So sudden. Like clearly he was... 12 week old baby girl. Oh my God, dude, what the fuck? Horrific. And then be like, your wife's dead. And then for his family to get a phone call, like... Oh man, horrible. I'm going to have to keep up abreast of this case now. Yeah, you have to do that because I won't. Two breasts. Unless I have to do it again. Keep both breasts. Hey! hey! I will keep abreast of it because that's actually very, very interesting. I set up a little Google alert there now. A Google alert? <laughs> I did. I set up a little Google alert to be like, let me know when this is updated now. I need to know what's happening. Anyway, that's the end of my story. Very good. It's a short one this week. No, Bula Bus, Bula Bus. It was only five pages long. It was very good. I ter- thoroughly enjoyed it. It was succinct and to the point and it was great. Um. Yeah, but like sometimes I feel like, feel like I what? think what feel like what? Well, I just think because we've done quite long ones lately. Like even Shergar was longer than that. Yeah, but that was perfect. Like I mean, that was all the information we needed. It's insane. Uh, it's still ongoing. They could potentially be getting out. Fuckers! I hope they don't. I really, really hope they don't. They will get out. Oh, hundred percent. How stupid was that, juror? You fucking thick. You know what? I'm going to say something now. Want to guess what sex he was? Man. 100% was a man. I knew the second he said it, it was a man. Looking for the glory outside the courtroom. Middle-aged man. Fucking thick. Middle-aged white man. You dope. You fucking dope. Oh! What? He sold another one. Jesus. Now we have six posters left. Thank you so much to everybody. This is the end of the podcast. It'll just be you counting yeah, down. Count down to the poster sales. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Who's, who bought um, this one? Carly. Carly, thank you so much. The English love us. And we do not but talk shit about you. Up the rat. <laughs> this is not a rat Did I tell you the other day that I went in a big deep dive about the 1916 Rising? I could feel the rat coming out me. Really? Oh. Tell me. What did you learn? I just learned more than I... I knew stuff, but not to the extent... There was all this other offshoots of stuff that happened that I wasn't aware of. Like these, so much These other happened. small massacres yes. that happened. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of those at all. And I was like... Jesus, it's rising in me. So what, what other massacres did you hear? So that the one one, in, there was one in the Jemison factory. Yeah, and the one that they went into that housing estate and shot like 11 people that were apparently involved, yeah. but they weren't at all. And then like robbed all the bodies yeah. and took all their money and stuff. Yeah. Um, there was that one and then there was another one in Sussex Street that happened where they shot like a 12 year old boy. Yeah. For no reason. And then when it went, when the when the judge the judges were like, well, they're known criminals, blah, blah. And people were like, they're not. 
None of these people are criminals. No. You are making this up. I was like, Jesus. But you know what? Shinafina fall. I was like, fucking. Um, here's what I'd say about everything there that you've just said. That is the same thing you could say for any other war that happens in any other country. I know, but I, because I'm Irish, you know, I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, it's coming out lads yeah because like there's stuff that happened in the 1916 horizon because the big big story in the 1916 horizon is the GPO battle yeah the GPO battle is where you know everybody kind of went and barricaded themselves in and we had like marches for the cause that were like we're not leaving and you know but all around the city in the likes of the Black Towers. Oh yeah, loads of shit was happening. There was raids being happening. There was people being arrested. There was kids being put in Khomeini they jail. They arrested everybody. Everybody. They just arrested everybody. Everybody. And then they were going to execute 95 people. Yes. And then they only ex- executed 14. And then the English government were like, listen, you have to stop this because they're rebelling. They're revolting. And if you kill all these people, they're going to burn Dublin down. Yeah. So then he didn't. But like they, like as Colin to say to me, and he was like, people don't realise this because he's got a fucking Colin knows all this shit he was like people don't seem to understand the English were trying to force a genocide in Ireland yes they wanted us gone they wanted our land they didn't care who was on it they didn't care who owned the land he was like they were trying to force genocide in this country yeah and it was stopped like still a fuck ton of people died in the famine and stuff but he was like people don't understand that like this is what was happening because we'll look at it and we'll go oh, you know, it was a war or whatever. He was like, Emma, they were trying to fucking do it. They were trying to commit gen- genocide. But also, there was such a long gap between yeah, the famine of course, and yeah. the 1960 that it was like, I think the famine happened and I, like, what happened in the famine and even the education of what happened in the famine is so weak and Oh purr. my God, English people, a lot of English people don't even know about no. the famine. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going tonight now, I'm going to watch Michael Collins. <laughs> and when that scene comes on when they drive the tank into the pitch. <laughs> And that's the other thing is that people don't understand that the beginning of the 1916 rising happened when the black and tans went into the crow park and shot into the crowd at a GAA match. Insane. And that's the beginning of the uprising. Why? Like, it's just when you're you're reading and you're listening. Because I think we Irish people do have a tendency, a lot of us, a lot of people that talk very, a lot about Irish history, we kind of go, oh, Jesus do you know what I mean? Because some people can't take it very, very seriously, which but I, I guess. But you know what? Which I guess. It's funny you say that because I was saying, I don't know if I said this before, but my my department is part of, we're considered part of the UK yes. in work. Yeah. But we're not. You're not, of course you're not, yeah. Um, and I was speaking to someone very recently in work that's just came onto the team and she's in this like community role. And I was saying to her, she was like, what, what do you want me to work on? What do you think we need to do better on? Yeah. What's the things that like are really grinding like your staff's gears? And I was like, do you know what? I was like, the next thing I want to say, I was like, I was like, I stopped myself from saying it because I think I sound like a Republican. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, but I was like, when we're on calls and they refer to us as the UK, yeah. it upsets a lot of my team. Yeah, and I get that. And she was like, well, it would upset me. And I was like, yeah, I know. But a lot of my team are from the north of Ireland and are Catholic. Yeah. And they really feel strongly about the fact that this is not the UK. Yeah. Um, it goes And deeper. I was like, and I feel deeper. really strongly about the fact that it's not the UK, but I don't feel that strongly. Yeah, you're not going to start um, an argument over it, whatever, but it I does was like, go deeper. But I was like, I think they need to be really aware. Because like I was like, the other day I was on a call and someone was talking about 
uh, essentially extending something because lockdown was finishing. And they were saying it to me and I was like, lockdown isn't finishing. I was like, this isn't the UK. This is Ireland. Ireland. And she's like, oh, and she could hear I was like, like I was annoyed. Did she actually think? She thought we were in the UK. And she was like, oh my God, yeah, you're not the, you're, and she was from a different part of Europe. She's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, she was well, like, you're not, you're not, um, you're not in the UK. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, that must I was be like, confusing for them as well, because if, if your company yeah, are saying, saying the UK, they're yeah. just like responding in the, mm. in that manner. But it's, yeah, it's not, yeah. I think the last thing they need to do is come into the Republic of Ireland and start calling parts of it the yeah. UK. And then they got real, that, so like. when they start, when, when they opened the site, I had to do a third of the site and they were like, can you, you know, tell us what needs to happen. And I was like, there's no Irish language posts. And they were like, what? And I was like, it's part of like yeah. the law. I was like, if you write it in English, you have to write it in Irish. Irish also. I was like, you have like Par- Spanish Par- and Italian. Par- yeah, it's <laughs> Spanish, Spanish, Italian and French. And I was like, you're oh, in no Irish. And then when I did, I had to do the release um, blurb. Yeah. I wrote it in English and then I wrote the whole thing in Irish. That's what you mentioned. And they, um, no, you didn't write it in Irish. Calm down. <laughs> well, I wrote it and then put it through Google Translate, <laughs> and then I sent it to Jim, and Jim was oh, like, "Oh, is he fluent? Yeah, fluent Irish. No way. Yeah, he's a Gael Gore, but like not even like not the Irish we speak, like the true Irish. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, like and he doesn't like what oh, Jim. <laughs> he doesn't like fuck back. Like, he don't let Jim. Don't let Jim listen to the He'd say to me all the time. Same to me today. He was getting a jacuzzi. So for, <laughs> for me to get a jacuzzi down here in Ireland that you wanted, right? And I was saying to him, "They don't have them. They're sold out." I said, "Brexit. They can't get them." He's like, "Fucking Brexit!" And I was like, "Um, I sent him like this. It was like an inflatable one he wanted, yeah. right?" So I said, "They have this like real one in B and Q for like a thousand euro yeah. more." And I was like, "They have this one." And he was like where do you think I am in West Belfast and I was like yeah listen you're in West Belfast so you should just put some fucking heated water in the wheelie bin yeah and sit and out there that, like shut up with your fucking jacuzzi um, yeah no he like speaks like fluent Irish and he speaks like the original tongue Oof. and he um, like there's certain words in particular that there is no English version for it oh so it's like the original the original, original. so like say OG. to um to uh, release something or to go forward with something mm-hmm. the only way he can translate that is the word to like go into battle he sure was like is. in uh, the Irish I speak he was like because there's I know he was like because that's all we did it's just like fuck we, yeah he speaks like and it's fluent and he just beyond, he'll, he speaks to like people on the phone in fluent Irish do you remember we were on the train to Belfast and, and there was a lady, lady speaking Irish yeah maybe yeah. she was talking to Jim uh, she probably fucking was maybe she was talking to Jim I won't Jim. be surprised and it's all done in these like um, when he because st- Jim is much older than me yeah uh, so when he started to learn it was all done in these like little like secretive clubs Oh. Um, now they, you can go to school and learn Irish in Belfast yeah. uh, or in Northern Ireland I often think it's but such it's a pity but it's taken as an extra subject it's such a pity that we don't have it I do so too I, I do, told I you about that time I was in I was having drinks up uh, at work and this one guy from England was like what's the fucking point in this and my true when I say <laughs> when I say this isn't a raw podcast I was like what the fuck the raw was coming out <laughs> I was like, I was going to kill him. I was like, I will punch you square in the face. What the fuck do you mean? But I always say to you, I never feel as Irish as I do when I'm not in Ireland. Like, I feel like when I'm in another country. 
Well, we know what happens when I go away. Yeah, I feel much more Irish when I'm in another country. And I don't, I, obviously you're going to feel, I don't know, but you should feel more Irish in your own country. Whenever I go away, I'm like, yeah, very, very Irish. Um, When I go away, what song do I play? Oh, oh don't forget to shuffle if you want to go to work. <laughs> this is absolutely not a rap podcast. And I right play uh, Harry's team. We play Harry's team all the time. <laughs> I'm like, dumb! <laughs> I wake you up. Yeah. I wake you up every morning with Fucking it. Fucking Harry's team. Oh no. I'm um, calling this episode Harry's team. Harry's team. Oh, who type of called? Um, which is also Harry's team was at the end of a very famous What one was that at the end? Was that a, a end of a very famous series that was about the troubles? Oh god. I'm gonna go watch Michael Collins. <laughs> Michael Collins is shit. We need to watch that in school. Watch the wind that shakes the barley. Oh no. My mother used to. My mother told. Me, I never watched. My mother told me about that. Um, was that movie, movie about the abuse boys? Oh, don't watch that. Yeah, no, I I watched that one night in the kitchen by mistake when I lived at home. My mum told me not to watch it. She um, was like really upset. What's that movie called? My mum was like genuinely upset after watching it. She was like, "Don't watch that, Emma." I was like, "I won't." Anything about abuse, I can't do anyway. I hate all that shit. What's it called? I'm gonna find out now. That very handsome man is in it. Song for a raggy yeah. boy. Your, your man and that's a ride. Uh, Aiden Quinn. He's a fucking ride. He's a ride. That's, I, so I One man, Aido. I came home from school and we used to have this tiny little TV in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was in the kitchen doing my homework. I was by myself. And that was on, but I wasn't watching it. And then the last, my dad, my granddad was going back to my granddad now. My granddad was in the sitting room watching the fucking men's movie for men. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I he came in to make cup of tea and I was sobbing I was sobbing oh, my mum my was like traumatised after watching it. I remember she was like Emma do not watch it's this it's a true story yeah she was like do, don't try and watch it and, and you know what it's her. not even that it's a true story it's a true story for like of so the time. many people yeah of the time of what so was many happening. men like my grandfather on my dad's so side was, was in the our 10 boys home and, and like that's in, what I always say it's like an industrial home that's and was it. sexually abused and that's the thing it's like people don't understand and that physically. when people like this thing of kind of laughing at like Irish people. Oh, Irish people are drunks. All these old drunk men. And I'm like, man, that's trauma. That is like generational trauma. Like we were never told, obviously they were never told to go to a doctor or a psychiatrist or a therapist. You went to the pub and you got drunk. That's how you dealt with your bullshit. My granddad, my granddad, that my, so my dad's dad, yeah. not the one that I'm talking about that lived was, he died when he was 55 years old. I thought he was so young. He was signed off work. So he had a really traumatic life and he didn't drink. He didn't swear. He never raised his voice. He was like the sweetest Lovely human. Man. But it's because he had like the shittest start in life. Yeah, so he wanted to be better. Um, yeah, like just the shittest start in life. I always said if I ever like drew a comic or wrote a book, I would write about my granddad's life yeah. because it's just one of these like, it's such a great story. And it's such a lovely story, but then it has this like ending. But anyway, he was in and out work for like four, three to four years. And they then eventually gave him early retirement. They signed him off sick and then they gave him early retirement. But what we actually think was happening is he was having like severe panic, panic attacks. attacks. And they said that he had a heart problem. Yeah. But he didn't. Like, he would run into the garden and tell people he was dying. Yeah, it's a panic attack. But he wasn't dying. Yeah. And on this occasion, he was dying. Oh, dude. And he had a catastrophic heart attack. 
Oh my god. And it's always people that have like had such shit fucking lives. He had just this life that when you tell people, like I tell the story about my granddad and grandmother is like one of the sweetest stories. They loved each other so much. Yeah. But my grandfather, my grandfather's, so my great grandfather was a drunk yeah. and was abusive yeah. to the point where my grandfather's mother left yeah. and didn't take her children with her. Oof. And he, my grandfather made his communion and they obviously got given money. Yeah. And my grandfather beat him within an inch of his life and left him in a coal bunker in tenement flats and took all of his money and went to the pub. And he said he was, well, the story is, is that he was in the coal bunker for like a couple of days. Oh my God. Um, not because he was locked in there, but because he was unconscious he and no one knew he was like there. He couldn't get up, yeah. Um, and then when he came to, he realised that he couldn't go back because he was, he'd was be killed. Yeah. So he ran away and he lived, he was homeless. And he, I think he was nine. Oh my God, what the fuck? I think he might have been younger because he used to make your communion when you were seven. No idea. Anyway, it was between the age of seven and nine. So he ran away and he was homeless and he lived on the streets. And then he got picked up. And put into like an industrial home. Yeah. And then he ran away from there after he was 11. Yeah. He got out of there. And he was homeless again. But he was homeless at the back of the bottle house in Dublin. And he was living at the back of the bottle house. And someone in the bottle house took pity on him. Yeah. And they like left a container. You know like one of those metal containers. Open. And were like you can stay in there. there. He lived in there for like. Like years. nuts dude. And then. He was walking across O'Connell Bridge and he met my grandmother. Oh, But she was to be married. I remember you telling me that she was going to marry somebody else. She was to be married to somebody else. But he said he instantly fell in love with her. He said he loved her from the moment Aww. he met her. But he didn't have anything. He had no money. But yeah. at that point he'd gotten a job in the bottle house. Yeah. So he's working in the bottle house. Yeah. But also living in the back of like a container. My grandmother got tuberculosis. Right. And was in hospital for like three years. And he went and visited her every day. Aww. But she was like, I can't marry you. Like, you've yeah. no prospects. You've nowhere you've for nothing, me to live. Yeah. And like, back in the day, that was like... That like, was the thing. Because women but didn't my grandmother have, couldn't work yeah, if they she was married. They and, didn't have anything. No. They couldn't have bank accounts. They couldn't do yeah. anything. Um. So anyway, she was to be married. And on her wedding day, he showed up the morning of. He's like, Mrs. Bouvier. Literally, <laughs> Mrs. Bouvier. I don't know what my grandmother's maiden name was. But I know all of her family <laughs> fell out with her. Yeah. Because she got on the bus and went to see this house that he got for them. Oh, And left, they were in love. And left your man at the altar. What was he like? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. She never spoke about him. No, never She always him. just said that like, I, your grandfather was the one and they were mad about each other. Mad about each other. And then when she had a stroke years later, she said she was like, because my grandfather had died at that point, uh, that she knew he was there waiting. Aww. And I was like, yeah. No, right. let her have that. Come sure, on, sure. let her have it. But yeah, no. Ireland, man. Yeah. Jesus, we went in a deep dive. A deep dive a about deep dive my family lives now. Colin will put that out and put it in the bite size. He will. <laughs> he absolutely will. Yeah. Story of Sarah. He's obsessed with these bite sizes now. He, Why? Because he's listening to an episode, he's trying to find things that he can get for bite size. Mm. I'll give him loads of shit for bite size. Yeah, he likes bite he, I like the bite size stuff, actually. It makes it because I forget half, I forget. 98% of what we talk about second I would press stop on that computer I'm going to be like I don't know what I said to you what time is the surgeon 
Uh, it's only half nine. Ah, it's early. Because the story wasn't long. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I, I like when I don't know the story. The story. I love it. What are that. you doing next week now? I haven't got a fucking clue. Happy oh, Christmas. We'll find something. Um, have a lovely week, everybody. Everybody have a good week. Be Thank good. you very much for supporting us. Yes, we really appreciate it. We're not a rap podcast. I repeat, we are not an IRA podcast. I try our best. An Irish Republican Army podcast. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Goodbye, everybody. We're done. Ah, Jesus, Graham. What did you invite up for the sugar gang to the party for? Shooty's out control. Hey there, Sarah Jane. It's me, Sugar. Fancy a ride? There's a rumor going round about sexy horses in the underground. Looking lovely from head to hoof. Going mental cause we're bulletproof. Running hurdles, clearing ditches cause we feel no pain, yeah. Sexy horses at the session doing crap cocaine. Sexy horses. Sexy horses. Somebody slap me. Sexy horses.